Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says yo. The Shack is back. Greetings, Koopalings, and welcome to the first Nintendo Shack of 2021, the flagship Nintendo show that you need on the PSVG Podcast Network. My name is Donnie Reese, and tonight we record episode 165, where we will have to suffer the Monster Hunter Wrath from Garrett for at least a few minutes before we talk about what everybody wants to talk about. Um, I'm joined here by Rebecca and Garrett, like I am each and every week. And before we get into what we've been doing over the Christmas break, let us thank those that help keep the boat afloat over at Patreon.com. So, thank you so much. You're in the new year. Michael Masick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Nick Creature, Rude Days 93, Ben Moxham, Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calico, Kyle Heyman, Grouchy Surge, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Josh Borboni, and Rob Emanuel. Rebecca, how you been? What you been up to? I've been doing good. Had a good Christmas. Had a good New Year. I feel like it didn't feel like either of those things. It's just been kind of time off from work that was desperately needed. I'm back at work now, but I um, did get some gaming time in. Um, So I've been just mostly doing a lot of like relaxing and visiting older games um, before I dive into the new things in 2021. Um, I did a 100% playthrough of the Minish Cap, which I haven't played that game since I was a kid when it first came out. I wanted, I've been wanting to do a 100% run of that game for a really long time um, because there's more to do in this game than most other Zelda games. It is one of my favorite Zelda games. Most people think it's my favorite. Um, it's not, but it's up there for me. And playing the 100% playthrough made me appreciate it a lot more just with how in-depth Capcom went with this game um, that I think a lot of people don't know about. I think it's an underrated Zelda to begin with, um, but there's 136 figurines to collect. There's 100 different kinstone fusions, which are basically side quests. Um, you know, there's more heart pieces than most Zelda games. There's just so much to do. So it, it really made me appreciate that. It took me a week to do it. I think it took me about 35 hours to finally get everything. There's a lot of RNG involved. Um, I did all of that on stream. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, Never played so it. was originally a Game Boy Advance game, right? It was Game Boy Advance. Yeah, and there's a Ooh. ton, a ton of stuff in that game that people people don't know there's light arrows in that game. People no. don't know there's remote bombs. I uh, like, it's there's so many things that you would miss if you were just doing a normal playthrough of it. So. Never played it. You oh, should play you it. Should. We should you play like, it together, Donnie. Listen, like, Donnie, we, if you like Wind Waker, you should play it because there's um, a lot of character overlap, a lot of like music overlap. I tried um, playing it when it came out on the Wii U eShop, and I was just like, no, I'm not. Really? Didn't yeah, what? it didn't like look great playing it with like the Wii gamepad as the double touch screen. It was just kind of weird. Oh. You should yeah. give it another chance because there it does have a lot of similarities to Wind Waker since it came out right around the same time. I think Capcom took some pages out of that book. Um so I, I will recommend it. I think it it has a lot of charm to it. I'll wait for if the remake. If you're just playing the the main story, it's not a super long game. It's very easy. I, you know, I didn't have a single game over in my 100. Um, it, it's it's really fun. A lot of fun. Thanks. Um, Besides that, I really haven't played anything like brand new. Um, I do have some stuff that I'm planning on starting um, in 2021 before like we start getting new releases. 
Um, but I did also want to mention, I finally watched Scott Pilgrim versus the world after everybody (laughs) encouraging me to, um, I don't want to get yelled at, but but you're going to probably wasn't for me. (laughs) I don't know if it was just hyped up too much. Is it possible to hype up Scott Pilgrim versus the world too much? What do you mean it isn't for you? <laughs> well, what, what did not click? Chris Evans didn't click so for you? I will say I liked the Zelda music that randomly played. I'm still not sure why it played, but it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like a lot of the same stuff over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. It jumped around a lot. I, I was confused a lot. Um I don't know. I, I don't want to talk badly about it because I know everybody listening to this really loves that movie. <laughs> I feel like I might have liked it a lot more if I had watched it when it first came out. I was in high school. It seems like the kind of movie, like the plot was a daydream that somebody would have like while they're sitting bored in math class. Like they're the hero of the story of like getting the girl. Um, I don't know. Look at all these suck-ups in the chat just sucking up to Rebecca. Whatever Rebecca says goes. (laughs) Look, guys, I know she's, like, famous and everything, but you don't have to just go along with her, okay? (laughs) Come on, guys. Sean says uh, in the chat, he goes, wait, you play Minish with a touchscreen? I don't really remember, but it's it's a DS game they put on Wii U, and it's got, like, the weird emulation, right? No, 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 no. no. You're you're thinking of Phantom Hourglass, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's not a DS game. game. This was... was, um... GBA, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, Game Boy Advance. This is not the sequel to Wind Waker. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe I should try it again. Yeah, you should. Just buy a Retro Pocket 2 and then just. I've got it. I got it on the Wii U. It's sitting right there. I could just play it. Wii U is just. Whatever. (laughs) I'm sorry, Scott Pilgrim fans. Can I play it on my 3DS? You can't play it and try. What? Yes, is it on 3DS? I, think, I, I no. have it on 3DS. Do you, Garrett, do you have an ambassador? 3DS? Yeah, that's the ambassador one. That's why you have it. Uh, yeah. mm. I'm a fancy pants. Yeah, that's a bummer. Maybe they'll remake it. Like they remake every Zelda eventually so long. Or just release on Switch. I've been wondering about that because technically it's developed by Capcom. We haven't got a remake of the Oracle games, which were developed by Capcom. Those came out first. Uh, so I don't, I don't really know how that works. Like who, I know Nintendo has the power to remake that game i had this like weird thing that came back to my head where i remember they released some portable games that i never had on wii u but they had like Mm -hmm. this weird emulation where you could play like both screens on the gamepad or both screens on the tv and i was terrible i was like what is this awful that's (laughs) awful it was awful to do that okay okay uh so maybe i haven't yeah maybe i've just never played it you need to try because it it will remind you a lot of not like the plot of Wind Waker. Like it's I don't want to say it's similar in that aspect of it, but like a lot of the same characters, a lot of the same you know type mm. of charm that it has. Maybe I'll look into it next time in a Zelda mood. But back Absolutely. to this, it's eight bucks, Scott Pilgrim, because the game's <laughs> coming out next week and it's going to be amazing. Uh, I think the game will be a lot more fun than the movie. <laughs> you know, I think the problem is, yeah. is I, I just I think you just need to watch the movie again. I think you just need to keep watching it. Just watch it like 10 years later and feel nostalgia for it like me. Maybe that will happen. I don't know. Maybe nostalgia. I don't know. Lindsay Larson. I I gave it a really, really, really I love that movie. Aubrey Plaza. You can't say I didn't try. I did like Aubrey Plaza. She was, um, I liked seeing her. I can't say I liked her. Listen here, Jared. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it too when I tweeted at you over the break. We watched it again. I've watched that movie. I've watched that movie like a hundred times. Well, when did you first see it? When it first oh, came out? Yeah, a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, first came out, yeah. That's how I that discovered Metric, who I've seen Dude, twice. Metric is a 
Yeah, I've seen the band awesome twice. Band. Metric's amazing. All yeah. of my kids know all the lyrics to Metric. So and Black Sheep, Rebecca. If you don't listen to Metric, you should. Okay, I'll it's a good band. <laughs> okay, it's a great band. My, my, my Last time it. you told me something was great. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, I'm so, just kidding. I I will give everything a fair chance. Um, I did try. Like Golf Story and Scott Pilgrim. I am two for two strikes. Gol- okay, <laughs> I, I, but the thing is, I did like Golf Story. <laughs> just didn't finish it i just didn't finish it <laughs> barely go through it yeah. it's because i'm not good at golf not because i didn't like it <laughs> well but it's unfortunate know, you didn't like the the, the movie i love the i'm movie. sorry um i played a bunch of bit trip runner with all the bit trip games that released on christmas day if you don't remember you can buy them all for like ten dollars they're like two dollars a piece you buy one f- it's weird you buy one for like three dollars and you get the other ones for like a dollar fifty or whatever um so i played a bunch of those i played john wick hex I don't like that game. Oh, really? Um, Can you explain that? It's weird. It's really, it's got that, it's got that mechanic. Like, I'm going to say this, it's not the same thing, but it's the only thing I can think of like child of light where you have a timer, like as your actions, as you perform actions and move and stuff, it wears out a timer, not unlike Valkyria, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but the menus and everything and how you do combat and how you pull it all up together, um, because like you can throw your gun or you can like sneak up with people and hit them, but how it pays for that stamina and how you choose and how you move and all that, that is not what I thought I could have ever wanted in a mm. John Wick game, um, which is shame on me because I mean, I knew that I knew it was a tactics game, right? Like it I had is. seen the trailer, so I knew what it was. I just didn't know it was that involved. Probably for you, Garrett, much more of a involved tactics game than I could have ever It's in wanted. my backlog. It's on Epic. And I just... I'm not ashamed of getting it. Just, I, it was one of those things where you, I played it for ten minutes. I mean, talk about judging a book for it. it. Yeah, I'm just like, no, this is not what I want at all. So, mm-hmm. usually, you can tell if it's for you or not within that time. Yeah. Do you like yeah. the Mike Bithel games? Do you do you care for them? Uh, give me some no. other ones. I don't. Oh man, I am blanking out now. I know um, he did like some weird robot game that Seth likes. That's the only thing I know when you say the name. There, there was another game. I, I just can't think of the titles okay. right now. But. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Judging off this, but maybe not. Um, maybe not. I don't know what I, I, I don't even know what I had in mind, right? Um, but it just wasn't this. Like, this was very, very involved. So, anyway, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to, it's not, it's probably a great game, just not for me, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, I started going through a bunch of indie stuff, and uh, we did Sonic uh, Olympic Games. We played mm-hmm. a bunch of that. I did not know you can play football in that game. Like, oh, not soccer. I like, that like rugby. Actual football. Like no, real, not American, American football. football. Not American no. football. But you can no. play rugby, which is really close. Oh, that's that's rough. No, it's not. It's fun. Like, it, me and Jack had a blast playing rugby against each other. Okay. We were like, this is as close as we're going to get to American football Mario game. I just want to see a bunch of Nintendo and Sonic characters just beating up each other. In the <laughs> this is just that would be fun. I mean, you, we, could, we, did, we did karate. There's boxing. Okay. Like we had a lot of fun with it. Actually, we played it for a day and we had a blast. And uh, like I said, I started like just kind of wrapping up some indies. Ooh, I tried to go back to Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. Played it for about an hour and I was like, yeah, I'm glad I stopped. Like just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, I, nope. I I deleted it off my off my SD card. Wow. I, I did. I started. Game. I started cleaning up the SD card. Started going through the backlog, mm-hmm. like getting rid of stuff that I'm not playing anymore. And I, as I told you, I was going to before we went on break. I sat down and I was like, you know what? It's time to play No More Heroes Two. I, I bought it. I'm mm, so excited yeah. for it. It's time to play it. I love that game. 
And I'm so glad that I sat down and played it and I had an absolute blast and I shared the most lewd uh, clips and pictures to our <laughs> official Nintendo Shack Twitter account. I saw that. I'm like, it'll oh, ruin <laughs> any chance that we ever have of working closely with Nintendo <laughs> when they see any of that stuff. Um, absolutely having a ball, having a blast. And I was just re remembering why I love that game so much. And I, I kept taking like little clips and showing it to my wife. And she was like, What in the smut are you playing? What the hell are you is this? it on Switch? That's Nintendo approved. Yeah, I know, right? So, <laughs> I don't even think they do that. Game. I'm, I'm wondering if like if somebody like slid that in the paperwork with the rest of the games like the higher-ups don't even know (laughs) (laughs) um having just had a blast with it and uh, it looks great it feels great which brings me to the new installation that i have put into the collection and that would be the split pad pro switch whatever these things are called and i have the pikachu pokemon ones shiny which i gotta tell you this isn't nearly as gaudy as the pictures made it seem. Mm. Like when I saw the pictures, I was expecting this to be like reflective gold, mm-hmm. like very, you know, it's not, it's, it's just painted on there. It's kind of matte. It's really not nearly as bad as I, as I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It is giant. If you did see this game gear that I'm holding across the screen, it is massive. It's um, wonderful. Okay. <laughs> I'm really glad that I waited to play No More Heroes 2 until I had these. I don't think I want to play No More Heroes 2 or a game like it, and I'm thinking of like Bayonetta and stuff like that, without Mm -hmm. these. It is such an improvement to have buttons and real sticks that you can really... Get in there, yeah. Yeah, move with. And uh, yeah, because with the Joy-Con, you're going to probably mess it up. It's all, yeah. I love the sticks too a lot. It's just so much more precise, right? It's much more area of movement with those. Yeah. When I, when I first got them, it felt real foreign that I was holding. It felt so big. And I was just like, man, this is a little bit much. My one complaint that I have is I find when I'm holding it in the palm of my hand, right against that edge right there, Mm -hmm. that feels hot. Like it starts to warm up a lot. Um, Oh, really? For whatever reason. Yeah. My Mm -hmm. hand always feels a little warm Mm -hmm. right there. And I'm always kind of like pulling my hand off and like wiping it off. Um, But that's really my only complaint with it because I got to tell you, Garrett, when I first started playing with it, I kept going back and back and forth between it and the Satisfy. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know which one I think is better. I think the Satisfy is better. And after about three or four days, I kind of just kept playing with the split pad. Mm -hmm. And then like a week went by and I just played with it nonstop and I didn't even think twice about it. And I do think this is kind of like my go-to way that I've played at least over Christmas break. I played No mm-hmm. More Heroes almost completely this way. Because uh, like I said, I'm, I'm smashing all the buttons. I'm flicking the stick right. and, and recharging my bean katana and I'm going crazy. And it's just a, it's an improvement. It's much better. So That's good. You don't feel like your hands are just very far apart while you're playing. It feels natural. Yeah, no, it feels very comfortable in that regard. Okay. Like I said, I wish, um, I'm not sure. I was wondering if it's like, it's got this textured groove grooving like yeah, this it's, etching it's a little weird on yeah. the bottom so like if i put my fingernails on it oh okay yeah i can hear that can oh hear yeah, um, i'll do that it's like a little grid you know? <laughs> yeah and i was wondering if that's making my hands feel like the way they are because it's like warm or hot or like i don't know i, I don't even know exactly how to explain it. it's not necessarily like, like sweaty but yeah it just kind of feels not comfy mm-hmm. right but I just guess right just- there I guess I just didn't really notice it, but maybe I haven't played like really extensive amount of time or I just maybe not notice it because I just leave my hand off the the controls a lot. I'm not really sure. I think my one complaint about this thing is that there's so many different 
I don't know, like gadgets or novelties in there. That's like, I, it, it seems worthless. Like the extra turbo buttons and yeah, the, the assign buttons, buttons and the triggers, and the, and the pedals. Pads. And I'm like, why is this here? Like, yeah, we're, we're, I, I could turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. I played doom I, with it. Mm-hmm. After hearing Elaine go on and on about doom 64, I immediately bought yeah. that up and I went and played doom with it. And yeah, I actually think it's weird. I've never thought of buying a controller for a specific game, but for like, a fighter, a shooter, or a button masher, like I think I would recommend these over the regular Joy-Cons pretty handily. I, Anything yeah. that you would need accuracy for, I feel like would that would be mm-hmm. useful for. I played 3D All-Stars with these and I'm like so much better than it is I a like really nice D-pad. I feel the Joy-Cons again. I'm like, I don't ever want to go back to this. I have my Switch Lite right here. I'm like, it's fine. It's just the sticks are just they're just little nubs compared to these. So yeah, yeah, Astro Chain was so much better. You don't have that that travel that you have with these, right? right? Like, there's so much more freedom of movement, which matters a ton in No More Heroes because No More Heroes, yes. you are just smashing buttons. And uh, when you've got to recharge your beam katana, like my wife, she heard me and I was playing, and she's like, "What are you doing over there?" Because she hears me every two minutes. I'm like, because <laughs> 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 I just kind of like you know wiggle the stick to get back in it because you've got a bunch of enemies and they're like closing all around you you gotta you gotta move and uh so anyway i had a blast so happy that no more heroes and all those are on there i have more things to share with everybody um but it's gonna take a while before it all arrives and stuff but i Mm. i I got exciting stuff i got so nostalgic and excited i went and bought stuff (laughs) (laughs) so stay tuned I always encourage that. Go buy things. Go buy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I'm got. i really excited about what I bought, too. I can't wait to share it with everybody. Nice. Garrett, how was your break? Yes. It was good. Uh, just chilled here and just at home. I did not go back to family because flying is like off limits right now. And I would have to be quarantined and all that other business with school. So I just, you know, stuck around, played some games, had a little bit of off time. Uh, so one of the games that I've been actually addicted to so grindstone is great it's a good game it's a great indie game if you want to get into a puzzly turn-based whatever but oh my goodness dicey dungeons that is more of my style i've heard a lot of good things about this one it's a great game it's um i think it's 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 out on pc um and it just came to switch it is uh a turn-based dice roguelite dungeon crawler game and so basically what you do is uh, you choose one of the characters as a dice. You could be like a certain class, like a warrior, a thief or whatever. And then you just go through the dungeon and then each you encounter certain monsters or whatever. I'm looking uh, this up on Steam. Yeah. Yeah. It looks it, it's, it, it's pretty. Yeah. It's a pretty simple like just drawing or whatever. Um, you have a loadout and then you throw the dice and then depending on where the dice lands, you kind of put the dice inside your little cards or loadout and then you like attack your monster or, you know, you put shield on yourself, you know, it's a basic like Pokemon turn-based stra- like strategy game. And I- I'm just so addicted to it because um, it's, it's so accessible. Like I can just go through one run for like, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like doing another run and just like keep on going trying to beat them. Um, and like as you go through like certain battles, you get more dice, you get more loadouts, you get upgradable uh, of these these little cards. Um, it gets really elaborate with the types of ailments like ice, ice like kind of like 
instead of like you throwing like a six and a five and a four. If you have like three frozen ice on you, all of them turn into ones. And so you kind of have to manage like based on what, what you have on you, uh, what the opponent throws on you. And uh, yeah, in, in each character like uh, has like a special perk. So like the warrior lets you re-roll the dice like up to three times in a battle. Uh, the thief, um, basically you roll extra ones and that actually helps you out in your loadout, what you have. It's just so cool. It's, it's a fun little creative strategy game that, that I'm just enamored by right now. It's, Sounds it's like it's exactly your type of game. <laughs> yeah, it's addictive. Um, it's uh, pretty cheap. I think it's like $15. And so I'm like, you know what? I was just trying to get into it. And I was like, this this is definitely my field. I don't like roguelites as much, but this type of roguelite, I don't feel like it's not action heavy, right? It's not really, I'm not really invested into like the movements of like what I could do better. It's just turn-based. And so it was, it's just down my road. So I, I'm, I'm loving it. Um, I mean, I can play it like handheld in one hand, like touchscreen. Because you could just throw the dice inside the loadouts, and it's just it actually controls really nicely touchscreen versus uh, controller. So, nice. Yeah. Other than that, I started a game on my 3DS, which is it's it's a DS game. The world ends with you. You guys mm-hmm. heard of it? The sequel's coming out this year, so I wanted to try it out. I'm not too far into it, so I don't want to say much about it. But didn't it's, they remaster it for a Switch? They did, but like it's it. So I haven't really seen much gameplay with the Switch, but the reviews and the impressions I've seen is like, no, I think people say the best versions on the DS. Oh, wow. And, and here's why I think because when you go, so basically the world ends with you as like an action hack and slash gameplay. And so when you encounter monsters in this game, um, you have two characters, one on the bottom and one on the top screen. And so on the bottom screen, you do, you do certain gestures into the screen to attack, depending on what loadout you have. You can have a sword or a shock or an icicle, or whatever. Depending on you go up, it can be like an icicle. And like if you like swish back and forth, that could be like a slashing sword. Um, so that's like the bottom screen. But then you have to toggle back and forth to the top screen. And the top screen, you have to mess with your A, B, X, and Y buttons to attack the monsters up above. And so you're facing the same monsters in both screens. It's just you're tagging back and forth with both of your characters. And then you'll get into sync and then you can have ultimate attacks and stuff like that. So I think that's why on DS is better because you've got two separate screens yeah. and you're interacting them toggly. I don't know how they do that on Switch. Um, so, uh, but I'm having fun so far. It's a, it's a deep story. So it, it, it reminds me a lot of Persona, where it's like this guy gets thrown into a world that's kind of a copy of the other world, and they're they're playing a game. They're they're trying to figure out how to get out of this game. And this character, that the main character that you are, he's kind of a dark, kind of lonely, kind of grungy, like that teenage punk, like oh I don't want to do anything or whatever. And then your companions, Team Skull. Um, yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> your companion's a girl that's like outgoing and talking and bubbly. And so you guys guys have to kind of work together to go through certain tasks of this game. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not too far into it, but it, it seems like there's a lot to it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to explain too much right now. Maybe in a few weeks, I'll, I'll explain more impressions of it. So cool. Yeah. Have fun. 
Before we get into this week, Nintendo, I want to pause for the cause that we have started up as BSVG has partnered with podcasts across the internet to Game for Guru, which we announced mm. on our Twitter feeds the day before yesterday. Um, <clears throat> PSVG's part in this effort will p- take place on Sunday, the 17th. So next week's show that'll normally air on next Thursday will be delayed a few days as we delay it until Sunday. We will be live on air Sunday at noon. What we're doing is we are raising money for our good friend, the Nintendo guru, Bobby Pauls, who had contracted COVID around Halloween and uh, had to be in medically induced coma and was on respirators and ventilators for two months. And um, as we, we still wish him well, as he makes his recovery, we were trying to raise some money for him. So we have partnered together with the Nintendo Dads and Sean Capri and the Mega Dads and Quest for Pixels and all kinds of other people. And like I said, we, we've got a whole schedule and a whole bunch of details. I'm not going to run through it all. Find it in our, on our Twitter. Come to our Discord. You'll, you'll find mm-hmm. all of it. We have more to announce. We're going to start really pushing it next week is really kind of the push as we lead up to it. But it's already announced. You can, you can qualify now. PSVG is putting up mini prizes to include an Xbox Series S. Um, I have like a little Switch Lite accessory bundle that I've put together. Um, we've got gift cards. We've got games, digital games. I believe collectively we have like a thousand digital codes that we're going to be handing out. And we've got Switch codes and all kinds of stuff. So uh, here is the deal. You you get registered by donating $10. So if you donate $10 for the cause, you get an entry everybody's entries goes into one big pot and we're going to pull them for, so you, you enter once you were entered for all of the prizes. You don't have to pick and choose or which people we're doing. This as a collective effort. Um, so any donation between right now and the time you're hearing this until the 17th or until I think maybe later than that, the 25th, maybe, um, you can be entered and eligible and you can help support a friend of the podcast. And all of us know Bobby, all of us have podcasts with Bobby. We've been on his show. Bobby has been to the Nintendo Check multiple, multiple times. He's been on PSVG multiple, multiple times. So this is our way of supporting our friend. And uh, PSVG's part, like I said, will be Sunday. Uh, we kick off at 10 a.m., Garrett and I, with Game Tech. And we'll go right into Nintendo Shack. Garrett's kind of the Iron Man of the day as he continues the stream after the Shack. And we're going to do Empire. We're going to do PSXP. Kevin's playing Fortnite. We're going to be mm-hmm. on live all day from 10 a.m. until midnight. We're going to be live streaming for Guru. So file that away. Remember, next week we're going to tweet a bunch about it. So you'll see it for myself, Garrett, and Rebecca throughout the week. I'm going to start giving codes away next week on Twitter for folks to help us retweet and spread the word. So we've got games going out. You don't even have to donate. So stay tuned. We'll have a lot of that information out starting on Monday. So this week in Nintendo, or the past couple weeks in Nintendo, um, kind of started off with a bang as Nintendo has acquired Canadian developer Next Level Games. Yay! Xbox buys buys Bethesda, and Nintendo buys Next Level Games. A I mean, stu- that's a good get for them. <laughs> a studio that I'm sure most people thought they already owned. It's like, oh wait, they made Luigi's Mansion. What? <laughs> yeah, this is the studio behind Luigi's Mansion, Mario Strikers, Punch Out on Wii, which is fantastic, mm-hmm. and uh, Metroid Federation Force, which is still liked. I'm not telling you it's a great game, but I didn't think it was half as bad as people wanted it to be. Um. So this is a second-party developer um, that Nintendo has already had, and what essentially happened was their shareholders or their you know their ownership wanted to wanted to sell. They were looking to get out of the business, so they basically approached Nintendo. It's kind of like Rare, where they were like, "Hey, we're gonna sell 
sell our, our ownership stake. So we can either take it public or you can buy it. And uh, this is probably just Nintendo securing their own second party. Like, yeah, we don't want you to take it public. So we'll go ahead and take this off your hands. It's a smart move. I know a Absolutely. lot of people were saying, what's the point? Yeah. But I, it only helps, I think, with uh, whatever games are going to be coming from out of them in the future. Typically, first party studios get more resources than second party and contracted. Mm-hmm. So they'll probably hire more people to work for them mm-hmm. or they'll have a budget to hire more people Bigger to budget. work for them. Um, I mean, I've said a bunch. I'm not going to go on, but Luigi's Mansion, I think, is fantastic on Switch. Yeah. I think it's really good. It's one of the Switch's best games. And and I say that for all kinds of technological and animation reasons. It is a step up from where Nintendo, like even Odyssey, like Luigi's Mansion is fantastic in, in the animation and really art nice. style. So um, I could only imagine really great things should come out of them, which takes us to a question from Thrack94. With Nintendo buying next level games, you think they will make more games like Strikers or just become the Luigi's Mansion team? So, like I said earlier, they've done a lot more than just Luigi's Mansion, but mm-hmm. man, I would love to see Strikers come back. <laughs> I don't know if it would be Strikers specifically, but I I would think they'll do more games than just Luigi's Mansion. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I would not be surprised if Luigi's Mansion 4 will be in the works at some point. Mm-hmm. It just makes way too much sense. Um, but if if they're buying this, um, you know, it's this studio and they're giving them more resources and, you know, bigger teams and bigger mm-hmm. budgets is, is what we would think they would be doing. Um, I would think that they'll put out more games than just Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, I would like to see it in their strikers. I don't know if I would buy it, but. I think a lot of people would like that. I would love to see another Strikers. And, uh, yeah, me too. I mean, Nintendo's got EAD and they've got all their internal teams, um, but it's not like they don't have enough IP to share. Uh, I could absolutely see Next Level Games doing a Donkey Kong game. Mm-hmm. You know, like with Retro working on Metroid, like, could they do that? Yeah, they absolutely could do something like that. It's and true. they could do a lot more. And if they make, um, if you look at their history, like Clockwork, Next Level has basically provided them a first party AAA you know, exclusive every three years. So yeah. So what if they beefed up even more? Yeah. You could have two teams going on or like a lot of studios do what I would call like one and a half teams while one team is working on the game. They kind of have a smaller team that's pre-production on the next game and they Mm -hmm. kind of flip flop rolling out faster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I could see that. You could do that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind them bringing back some of those older, like we, the, the last Punch-Out was on the Wii, right? That was mm-hmm. a, a long time ago at this point. I'd love a uh, Punch-Out return. Some kind of revival for that. Or I don't know, is it possible they could even use them to make a new IP? I, I would even like that. Yeah, no, they could. Sure. For sure. I would like to see that. Uh, I think a lot of Nintendo fans would like to see them start to roll out some new IP. Just give them resources to develop something kind of on their own. Yeah, yeah. So that's really nice. And we have another question about kind of some other developers that Nintendo could possibly look at. I know that was all the rage. Um, it seems like the the trend right now is who's going to buy who? So they're mm-hmm. like, they bought next level. Who are they going to buy next? So we can talk a little <laughs> bit about that later. Garrett, I'm going to go refresh my drink. Why don't no, no, you no, take get hyped. Get hyped, everyone. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise coming oh, yeah. out later this year in March, late March. All right. We got a Monster Hunter Rise digital event today. Um, it was just a short 20 minute presentation, very tight as what they normally do with Capcom. Um, they showed off a new trailer, uh, and then showed off more monsters, new and returning monsters. Guys, I'm not a, like I played some monster hunter world, but I'm not a monster hunter fan. You have to understand, get, you know, the same level with me. I don't, I don't know these monsters as well as 
Kaiju does or, or any other monster. I'm not sure if anybody knows these band. monsters as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to name them out because, because they're right here. Uh, Gross Herog. The Gross L- Herald. Gross Herald. <laughs> yes. The Lagombi. Kezu. Great Bra- uh, Baggy. M- Mitsune. M- Mizu- Mizusune. Kaiju was like all the rage with Mizusune. Apparently he was a previous monster. Great and the flag- Baggy. Great <laughs> They were just made up, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the flagship monster, Magna Malo. I think I, I got that monster. It's a Pokemon. It, it literally looks like a Pokemon. My name, yeah. yeah no. All these look dope, and the combat looks great. And in the, each of these monsters, I think um, they looked all very unique. All like small, the large, different kinds of attacks that they have. I think they're doing a very good job of showcasing what kinds of monsters that they're going to have in the game. Um, I like how they're it, they, they always do this. They create new monsters, but also bring legacy monsters back into the fold, which is really cool. They showed off a new land. It's like very snowy uh, land in this trailer, very similar to Iceborne. I think the newest thing that was really cool about this tra- trailer is the wyvern riding. Yep. And so basically, you know, you got these wyverns that are like basically dragons that with wings. And then with your wire bug, you can kind of just get on top of them and just go fly around and and like you know go and attack other monsters with it and i think it's kind of cool because we've never seen that before in a monster hunter game um they introduced some characters in the base it's just whatever it's just naming off all the characters that are there um they had a first look at the training base so you can like train like you can try different like combos and attacks with different classes if you want to and then um, the last of it is uh, the n- details of the demo that actually just came out right now. So now, you know, when this episode comes out or live on the show, it's it's out. I've have it downloaded on my Switch. I was eager to play it, but it was like 10 minutes before the show recording. So couldn't do it. Um, they have four different quests there. One of them is the Wyvern writing. And then you can try all 13 different classes with those missions. So guys, get hyped. Garrett wanted to cancel the show so he could go play it, but we wouldn't let him. Yeah, that's right. I was like, guys, I'm I'm busy. Monster Hunter. And they're like, nope. This is a series that I really want to get into. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something is off-putting about it. Like, it feels... I did try one of the games on the 3DS. I don't even remember which one I tried. Mm-hmm, um, it was very overwhelming. Monster Hunter 4. I, I think... It yeah, I guess it. so. It can be overwhelming. It, it's definitely a learning curve, um, especially with Monster Hunter World too. It's it's just the combat you have to get used to, uh, the dodging you have to get used to. I think I find it better once the combat, you get the combat. I took to pretty well. It's all of the menus and the customization really? and the, the oh, it was just a and, lot. There was a lot in my face. Yeah, when I was playing it, like I didn't know what to do to start. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I think there's just a lot of, <laughs> I think you need someone to like help you out. And like Probably. first, you know, you can even stream it and people will join you. Like oh, man. they'll yeah, definitely, say that, but that will make it even more overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, probably. But yeah, people are out there to help you out with this. But I once like you try it again. Yeah. Once you get a groove going with this, I it's, it's really fun. And it's just, it's an RPG. So you just get the loot, you go out, attack all the monsters you need, you get the materials, you come back, you craft more weapons and armor. And that's the and part then, where I was like, this is the game? Yeah, it's no, rinse I'm and good. repeat. <laughs> I'm and, good. And then you keep going. Um, Kevin wants great. to know, Garrett, convince me why I should play Monster Hunter. Donnie, convince me why I shouldn't. <laughs> Rebecca, convince me to play something else. 
Who wants to go first? Oh my god! I'll go first. Um, Kevin, <laughs> I I I feel like I can do this fairly easy. Um, Kevin's never going to play Monster Hunter, and mm-hmm. even if I say he's never going to, he's not even going to play it out of spite. Because here's the thing: Kevin has reviews to do. Kevin's not sinking hundreds of hours into anything because Kevin's got new games coming in the door every week and he's got paragraphs to write and he's got to put them up. So, Kevin, you can't possibly stop doing everything that you're doing to play 400 hours of Monster Hunter, let alone coordinate and synchronize your schedule with three other people because you need to play this with friends. Monster you Hunter, you don't need to play you with do. other friends. No, but you, you don't. do. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> No, it gets much harder to do it if you don't have friends. You need to play it with friends. No, no, no. You could play it by itself pretty. You could be okay by yourself until like late, late game. Until you're like 200 hour mark. And Kevin's not going to go there. Kevin, here's the thing. Kevin's not playing anything 200 hour mark. Hold on, hold on. Donnie's trying to be all logical here. I'm here to tell you. This is fun. (laughs) There are dogs. And you can ride on those dogs, Ooh. and you can put armor on those dogs, and you can pet those dogs. Do you really think this cute. is the pitch for hold, Kevin? Hold on, hold that's, on. That's the pitch for me. Dogs? You're right. me and, and cats. You got the meow scenarios. There's so many cat puns in this game. You've You're got to be laughing your butt off too. for like the first hour. And then I think you got your $60 worth after that, right? I think you do. Kevin, you should play with me and, and all the other PSVG crew that's going to be into it. It's going to be great. We'll see. It's going to be great. <laughs> I know your backlog. We'll see. Oh, my backlog. Don't, please. <laughs> we'll see, Gary. <laughs> I'm taking the field on this one. <laughs> Rebecca? Why he should play something else instead? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's all the same reasons of what Donnie said. You could probably play some, you know, three you more play games. 80 you. other games, or you could play Monster Hunter. <laughs> In the time that you play Monster Hunter. You have so much fun with the dogs and cats, Kevin. It's going to be look. I am, I am, and I'm, I'm poke fun at Monster Hunter. I, it is a series that I also wish I could get into, and I tried on mm-hmm. 3ds and Wii U. I like that you could like play both and stuff, and and I tried, and I played. I think I played like 20 hours of it. And, like yeah. Jack and I were playing. Yeah, it's just too. It's the same reason why I don't Destiny. It's the same reason why I don't do any of those things. Like, right. this is never the game for me. And as much as I love the trailer and I think it looks great for a Switch game, I'm very impressed with the way it looks and everything. I just know it's not for me. It's a uh, loot grind. Monster uh, Hunter I, Stories I, Two. Yeah. Come talk to Definitely. me when Stories Two comes. Definitely. I think t- try out the demo though. It looks pretty versatile and pretty different than the previous Monster Hunter games. Mm. Just, just, just try out a mission, Mm-mm. no, Donnie. Just try out a mission. Demo. What's so bad about trying? That? It's not that it's bad. It's that I could be playing something else. That's the thing. It's Sorry just... that I want you to try out for like. What if you end up really liking it and you missed out on this great game that you would have liked? That I'm going to be talking about. It's a siege I could be doing in Valhalla. It's a siege Garrett could be doing in Valhalla. It's, <sighs> it's a god he could be freeing in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I drink. <laughs> Um, I hope you all have a great time with Monster Hunter. Did they show off a new Switch? No, they didn't. Unfortunately, that's unfortunate. Maybe they'll show it soon. Always, I I would expect that. Like that always (laughs) happens with Monster Hunter, and it didn't happen. Like I said, maybe they'll show it soon as a Switch revision has been found in the Switch's recent firmware leaks. This comes from notable. Leaker and data miner and uh, hardware software hacker 
Michael Cyrus uh, via or via a data mine. He says the new switch model is codenamed either Aula or Aula. I'm thinking Aula. Yeah. Aula. Okay. Aula. Yeah. Aula. Like Aura or Aula. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Codenamed Aula. The new switch has a Marico chip in it. It's the same chip that the current switch and switch light have and features an OLED screen but he's unsure if it has 4K or not. However, there are lots of references in the firmware to a Realtek chip with 4K Ultra HD multimedia capabilities in the firmware, which leads Michael Cyrus to speculate that maybe this other chip is actually in the dock. Ala has a new general purpose IO throughput that the current version two switch does not have, which leads him to think that the dock, if this is a dock that can boost things will not be compatible with your current hardware. So if you already have a switch, you can't like buy the new dock and not the new switch and still get the same benefits. Um, while others believe that this might just be kind of some sort of backwards compatibility mode with the old switch. Um, uh, I've seen a lot of what I would call informed sources kind of speculate over that. I would say that, last part seems probably not the case. And I have spoke to a good friend of the show who told me that he believes some, a lot of this probably true. So this is kind of what we're looking at for the long, often rumored switch pro. What do you guys think? I don't like this rumor as much than (laughs) what I'm hoping. Really? Two chips. No, I don't want a chip in a dock. (laughs) Do you think I want to put a switch in my dock and like, <laughs> oh, it's magically more powerful now? No, I'm not putting my switch to a 4K TV. I I'm was really interested in and I didn't get confirmation on this yet, mm-hmm. but I was asking said friend, is this a situation where it's like two systems? Um, and what I mean by that is when you're playing on the go, the switch itself is the Marico chip mm-hmm. is powering it. And then when you dock it, Basically, the game is no longer running on the switch. It's now running specifically on the dock. Or is this a situation where the chip on the dock merely boosts and enhance what the actual switch itself is running? Now, I know that's way too technical, really, for anybody to care that's about. That's a game but tech. That's question. a game tech thing. But like, that's <laughs> yeah. where my mind was going. I was like, I'm really interested. Like, Is this an, a, a chip that's dedicated to upscaling? Or is this a chip that's literally running? Because, and I think... Just to, just to get the reason why I'm thinking there, those two things have very different price potential. Yeah. No, so that's why I'm thinking about yeah. that. I'm like, ooh, how expensive could this be if it's these two things? Like, I'm thinking, is the dock an NVIDIA Shield and the Switch is a Switch? Or is the dock merely something that has, like, an upscaler with a little juice in it? Right. Yeah. I I just don't like the the point of two chips, one for the dock and one for the handheld, because NVIDIA is good for scaling, is good for DLSS. And so if you put a, a better chip inside the switch and better upscale, it, it'll have the upscaling technology it needs for that chip. If you're still sticking with the same chip, it's I'm sure it may have some upscaling technology, but not as much as probably it's gonna be overclocked. Next... Yeah. It's, and friend of the okay. show said that people shouldn't be so upset to hear that it's a Marico chip. As he puts it, there's a mm. lot of power in that chip that's being um, untapped in the current oh, Switch okay. models. I just hear about that chip being old in 2017. So if 
if there's a better chip out there, at, you know, at the same ish price. But the America was refreshed, right? It wasn't the original. Was it refreshed? The, yeah, okay. the America chip. We had the original Tegra X1, and the America is a a refresh X1, and oh, and the okay. America that we have now is an underclock version of itself. Interesting. I believe <laughs> the America so chip weird. is in a shield that does much gotcha. higher performance. Not gotcha. not. Not next gen console performance, but higher performance than what we currently have on a switch. I think I think they mm-hmm. underclocked it for battery life purposes. I see. So if they overclocked it, that could be a substantial twenty to thirty percent more powerful. And if they found like a that. more efficient battery to allow them to overclock yeah. it, you could have the same amount of battery life or a more efficient screen, the same mm-hmm. amount of battery life with a much higher potential system and an oled screen oh boy that would be so nice guys i have an oled isn't it an oled vita one yeah the, yeah, the Vita's uh, OLED. It, which is the best rebecca like, you were laughing uh, <laughs> in, in the chat there's always a better chip if doritos taught me anything uh, <laughs> very good very good um yeah yeah this is this is very interesting and uh time will tell i'm excited about a new screen mm-hmm the screen that we currently have, I've said since it launched, I think leaves a lot to be desired. The picture never looks, I think the graphics, the visual detail of the games, even without them being improved in performance, would look a lot better on a more vibrant screen. Yes. <laughs> um, they kind of kind of mutes the colors, kind of, you know, has like a, I always say haze. I don't know the right word. It's like the contrast of like the white scale is too high on the right. switch, you know, portably. When you put it on TV, the colors are more bright, it's more vibrant. I would can only imagine if like maybe if this new chip can have HDR capabilities, like what that could do to games, even at the same maybe. levels we have now. Right. But yeah, if we could get 20, 30% more performance out of it, I could steady some frame rates. Did this rumor not say anything else about any other hardware updates? Like we were talking about hopes that we had for things like Joy-Con controller changes it didn't say anything about that just uh just referencing a new version more about mm-hmm. that <laughs> yeah right and i care, i'm getting sick of the joy con <laughs> i kind of care more about storage and memory throughput than than to be honest with you than the chip itself like the the load mm-hmm. times and things like that could be greatly improved with with yeah. with some change there as well so these yeah. aren't the only upgrades that i could have but this is kind of what do you guys uh what do you guys think about this overall? Like, are you now convinced that it's happening? Yes. It's happening. I've, I've been convinced. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's happening soon? I think this it's going to be this year. Yeah. Do you think it's happening first of the year? First half of the year? I, I can see an announcement. announcement. Okay. See, we're on the same level here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, end of March by the latest, I think. And I think they're going to release it in the fall with a big Tedpool, like, um, AAA game. I think they, I was wondering if, um, and I think you're right, but I was wondering if they might release it early and just like they did with like the first switch, like they, maybe they just have a game, like a fall, or like a spring game, they release it and <laughs> allows them to build stock as they lead into that big temple game that we think is there in the fall. Mm, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo has opened up a new website for Mario 3D World and the Bowser's Fury update, which the website says, stay tuned for more information, which begs Carlos asking, when do you expect Nintendo to talk about their plans for this year, this month or sometime between February and March? He expects a direct mini or something that at least explains what Bowser's Fury is, but based on recent history, they might just tweet about it. Honestly, at this point, yeah. yeah. 
Sure. Or YouTube video. It's like, boom. I, I think especially for this type of game now that it's, you know, it's a remake. It's not like it's they're going to market it a lot, but I don't think it's going to be a huge, huge push that we would see for a brand new first party game. Okay. Do you think we'll get anything? Um, do you think we'll get any sort of plans on what they're doing for the first half of the year before Mario 3D World releases? When does Mario 3D World release? February? Late February. Late February. Yeah, I could. I, could I think it's early February. It's like February 14th or something like that. Oh, okay. I think it, yeah. I don't think we can go through all of January without hearing something, whether it's a direct or just tweets or something. I don't know. We have to get something, I feel like. Yeah, a little bit more information later this month. I, I don't know about direct, guys. I don't know if a direct or a direct mini is going to be expected this I'm month. Gonna or save, I'm going to save. I'm going to table this topic because one of the things I was planning on doing, one of the things you, you notice is not in our notes. So mm-hmm. I was thinking next week we could talk about 2021 kind of in depth. I know yes. that's all the rage right now. Everybody's talking about predictions, stuff like that. So I felt like we saved that for the gaming for Guru and we talk about all that in directs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But since okay. we had the hardware rumor and it's all around, I felt like now's the time to address the, at least the hardware part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy the new Switch. Whenever. Oh, me too. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be pre-ordered. <laughs> We're all going to buy a new Switch. Except Rebecca. And this isn't what I really wanted, but I'm so there on my yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, look at this screen. I mean, an OLED alone is probably... Like, if oh, they released gosh. the same model Switch with an OLED, I would have upgraded for that alone. Yeah. If it has any performance boost... Um, you know, because I mentioned over, I'm not sure if you guys saw my tweet. I tweeted over, like, I really hope that this is soon because I got to tell you, like, my Switch feels like it feels old to me at this point. Like, it's I, feeling old now. Like, I feel yeah. like it's missing some juice. I'm like, it's all, it's three and a half years. It's almost four years old. You know, when I play games on it and look, I'm like, do better. Like, <laughs> like be better, be faster. Why is the be- fan running like this? Like, <laughs> It's kind of a part of it, right? And it's yeah. like, I just, I want it to be, I want to get all excited about Nintendo again. I want to buy a new Switch. I want to buy new games. I want to play it. And I want it to look great. So I'm real excited about this rumor. I hope it's soon. I would love nothing more for them to announce like it's releasing in April with Splatoon 3 or something. That would be incredible. Oh, that'd so, be great. Uh, Rebecca, let's get into yeah. some questions. All right. Uh, Lower Legend uh, wants to know, would you be excited to see a new Donkey Kong Country game made by Platonic Games since Retro is busy with Metroid Prime 4? Yes, do it, Platonic. What's Just happening with them? Didn't they like downstaff or like basically like kind of oh, shudder? I have no idea. Can you shed some light on that? I haven't heard that? anything from them since, didn't they? They did the sequel to Yooka Ukulele. Ukulele. They did the Impossible Lair. And- yep. Nothing? I'm wondering if I maybe I may have them confused with somebody else, but I, I wonder. I mean, maybe it was was it the Lucky's Tale folks? One of those folks maybe. just like they put the game out and then they basically just like fired everybody. <laughs> and like I, don't, I did not hear about that for Platonic Games. Maybe, they didn't though. close, oh, but they like, just like went skeleton crew. But I don't remember. I don't remember who it was. But yeah, no. we haven't heard from them in a while. And yeah, if I mean, if you were going to license out an IP. Like that, um, Platonic is a really good, you know, bet to do it. I mean, they've got yep. experience. They made it, uh, you know, the new ukulele was fantastic. I would love, I would love to see something like that. I'm one hundred percent for it. Apparently, ukulele in the possible layer was an incredible two D platformer. You play it. I think didn't we mention them? We got a question months ago, like what um, developers would you lend uh, Nintendo IP out to? I'm pretty sure we said them for Donkey Kong. I've been saying yeah. them for 
like any rare IP. Like I was have been saying this for for yeah. Xbox for a while now. I'm like, give them Cocker, give them Banjo, let them make a game because they did. Like they made a rare game. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they did it. Let <laughs> give them they the IP rare. and let them go do it. Um, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Um, Canadian Crawler wants to know what is your favorite place to visit and take in scenery in Breath of the Wild. Said his is climbing up to the peak of Awakening and waiting for one of the dragons to pop up. Anywhere in the Akala region. Yeah, that's pretty. That whole grass, fall, leaves kind of thing. Yeah, I love that whole little area of the map. I really like um, in the southeast corner, I think it is, in the Farron region with all of like the waterfalls and like the jungly mm-hmm. trees. Yeah. No, it's good. Guys, I need to play this game again. I I don't know. <laughs> I've never Breath of the Wild too to get closer. I've never really taken scenery with Breath of the Wild. Like I know it's pretty. I know it's, You're it's lying. But it's just like That hurts. Okay, cool art. Now I'm just going to play Wow. The game. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I said it. Okay, cool art. <laughs> play the, Let's just play the game. Uh I'm here to be the buzzkill. Whenever Sorry. we get final confirmation on when we can expect Breath of the Wild 2, I immediately expect to start scheduling another Breath of the Wild go soon. Mm-hmm. I could play it again. I need, a, I need to play it again. You should do it now so that you don't feel burnt out on um, Zelda by the time it comes out. Impossible. <laughs> that is true. Does not compute. <laughs> um so no answer garrett just the games I, i'm sorry I, I am drawing a blank when i when i read that question i'm like wait what you guys taking sceneries for this game like and you guys have specific locations like i can't believe this garrett, if i beat this game every once in a while i'll boot it up and just run walk around, around. yeah i'll just let them go on a path i'm Do totally Town? a different mindset yeah Terrytown? beautiful little stroll listen to the music yeah Good for you guys. Do you need to? I listen to that Rito, that Rito mix all the time. Mm. That's great working music, Garrett. Neighbor Mountains, do some some shield surfing down mm-hmm. the mountain. Oh, I've done the shield surfing. It's nice. Great. So, okay, there you go. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. Cool art, guys. <laughs> cool art. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Jerowin7x wants to know what is your most disappointing game of all time? Something you were really hyped for that let you down. So I love this question um, because mm. disappointing doesn't mean bad, right? right? Like we've all liked bad games, but or didn't like bad games, but disappointing is a different thing. That's like you're really excited, you wanted it, you followed all the news, you talked about it, and then it came out and it let you down. What do you got for me, Rebecca? So okay, this is just at the time. Uh, my answer has changed since then. Scott, Pilgrim. like I, I feel different about it. <laughs> 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 Um, totally. For me, I remember uh, when Mario Maker 1 came out on Wii U. That was a game I was super hyped for, super excited. Um, I was in college, and for whatever reason, um, that weekend that it came out, I wasn't able to get to the store to go buy it physically because you guys know I like physical games. So I bought it digitally. Never really played it for more than like five hours or so. I at the time I, I wasn't like on Twitter or anything. I didn't have anyone to like share levels with or download their levels. I um, just didn't play it as much as I thought I was going to. And I don't know why I thought I would like it so much seeing as I wasn't even a huge Mario fan at you know that time to begin with. Um, but I just remember being so hyped, like this is gonna be like such a creative mode. Like I, I've always wanted that type of thing. And then 
I just didn't play it or like it very much. It was disappointing to me because it was probably, you know, I thought it was a good game, but it wasn't for me, um, even though I wanted it to be. Um, I did end up liking Mario Maker 2 a lot more because of the social aspect. Those Amiibo courses, I have them all saved to my Wii U, and I'm never, ever going to get rid of it because of those. I want them to keep them forever. What about you, Garrett? Uh, so, yeah, for me, I, I guess I'll keep it Nintendo related um, and maybe a hot to. take. I'm not sure, um, but really it's uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Uh, so I got that game, you know, it, I forgot. It is just so long ago now, like 2007. It's it, it's somewhere around there. I, I played a ton of Melee. I am a Melee, Super Smash Bros. Melee person through and through. And so when they had a new Super Smash Brothers game, of course, as a little kid, Garrett, middle school Garrett is like, he's enthralled. Uh, can't wait to play the new Super Smash Brothers game. Um, I unlocked all the characters. I went through Space Embassy and then I started playing with my friends. And I'm like, there's just something that I'm not getting. And, and I, I just, first of all, I wasn't as good in this game. So I was like, well, no, I need, I need to be the best. I need to go back to Melee and just beat everyone. Um, but it really was just the, the feel of the characters. They were so bouncy, so light. And I think that's what they were trying to tip the scales. I think Nintendo was trying to make it as light and bouncy as they could versus Melee, trying to be more like, you know, intro- accessible to new players, which I get. But for me, I'm just like, this is a totally different game in the way they manage these characters. Like, they may have the same movesets, but they're, the way they feel is very different than Melee. Um, and I was very disappointed. My favorite character, Falco. Falco's my favorite character in Melee. And they completely changed the movesets in Brawl. And it made me so sad. I'm like, I can't play Falco anymore because they completely changed the way he was. And so I had to go to Wolf and then I had to go to Fox and then they weren't like feeling it for me. I don't know. Brawl was just, I played it. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Let's go back to Melee. And then they finally had a mod for Brawl that made it Melee-like and I liked it again. So that's that's my story. I was really excited for Star Fox Zero. Mm-hmm. I was really excited for Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Really? And oh. yeah, I was. <laughs> because we at that time we had all the Amiibo. Oh, and my okay. daughter loved Animal Crossing and like like she was she loved it on 3DS and they showed this and I was like it's going to be so good. And we got it and it was so bad. Um Deadly Premonition 2. I was really yeah. excited for. I pre-ordered it after beating the last one. I was like this could be so good and it's just really bad. It's not even that it let me down. It's just awful. It's just a bad right. game. Um, but I have better ones. Sean in the chat says Mario 3D All-Stars, which I understand. I think it was one of my more disappointing games last year. But even with it not doing as much as I wanted it to do, it's still an HD version of Galaxy, which is excellent. Hmm. And it's still Sunshine, which you can't play without a GameCube until then, which is great. And it's still 64. And it is somewhat HD-ified 64, even if it still has all the same issues it had before. It's still pretty good. Um, But my answers that I thought um, that I think are best for me in this one, starting from like four to first, Heavy Rain is a game that PlayStation fans told me forever that they thought I would like, that I 
did not like at all. I hated that. Just uh, expectations mm-hmm. were too high. Really? And, yeah. I was just like, this is not good. Um, connect. I was so hook, line, and sinker Xbox when I saw Connect oh. for the first time, and they had the Milo demo and stuff on stage. I was like, Connect's going to be the next wave of gaming. It's so good. Connect, Connect, Connect. And then I got Connect and brought it home. <laughs> and then it's like, oh. <laughs> oh, boy. This is not good, guys. The first Connect was not great. No. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 is something that I... Mm. Look forward to for years uh, coming off really? of GTA Five. I never got super into Red Dead, or I mean, not that's not true. I mean, I p- played and beat Red Dead Redemption Two. It was never like the game of the year game for me, but after coming off of GTA Five, which I absolutely loved, I was like, man, Red Dead Redemption Two is going to be so far. That game couldn't have been a further miss for me. Like I almost oh, really? hated that's it. Bad. I almost like molecularly hated Red Dead Redemption Two. Like. It's slow animations when you're pressing buttons and controls. It's like very I, slow. It feels like there's lag or latency in the game, and it's, it's just and, so calm. And like, exactly, it's trying to be calm. And it's right. meant to like it's it's they meant to do it. It's purposeful, and I hate yeah, it. Yeah, it's very. Purposeful. <laughs> it drives me nuts. And it's such an acute Jerry Seinfeld dumb thing to not like about a game. <laughs> but when you do it over and over and right. over, I was I like, like this is killing me. Um. But the number one game that I think that I was most excited for, over the moon excited for, that Mm -hmm. really let me down, is Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh. Oh, that's not where we thought. That's not the game I was thinking either. Where did you guys think I was going? (laughs) The Last of Us Part 2. No, no. um, Where we thought you were going. As I mentioned, I think The Last of Us Part 2 is an excellent game. Yeah. Um, so it didn't really let me down in the reg- like in the regards as a product. And now it's not what I wanted from a storyline mm-hmm. um, aspect at all. And for that reason, I really don't like it. But um, outside of that, like it's really good, and I played it to finish, and like it's it's fine. It's just it just really. <laughs> I, this is sad to it's say. A fine game, yeah. It it lowered my like love for the franchise a lot. I, I think so sad. And it makes I, me sad I to say it, but it like, it too. just takes me. The only thing that I can equate to it is like, if you had a favorite t- TV show for years and they like Game recast a character or something that you liked, or they killed off a character that you liked. That's how I feel about the last of us. Now it's like, I, I love I the first kind of season. <laughs> equated to Game of Thrones, how the first couple seasons were great, and then by the end, it like it did kind of ruin the, the last season. Thing. Was bad. The last season was bad. That is an understatement. Yeah. That's how I feel about the last was too. It's like it. Not only did I not like where they took the the franchise, but I hated what they did to the part of the franchise that I liked. You know, like that's the part mm-hmm. that hurts. Is it's like you ruined this thing that I loved. You didn't ruin it, but you changed this thing that I loved about it. So you now you kind of make me. me, yeah, you took it away from me. That's how I feel. It's like you took that from me. No, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Okay. I was coming off of an all-time high with Pokemon with Jack in my back pocket who loves Pokemon and plays them all. And I was like, God, we love Pokemon. And we lost our minds on Pokemon Sword or Sun and Moon. And we did the streams with Lobo and Caro. And I love Pokemon Sun and Moon. And I thought they were great and probably my favorite, definitely my favorite great, modern yeah. Pokemon. I, I love Sun and Moon. And I was like, Sword and Shield's going to be epic. It's Breath of the Wild Pokemon. There's all this stuff. Look <laughs> at it. And whew, what a swing and a miss. Yeah, I felt I, I remember those episodes I was doing with Kara at the time where we were playing it and you were almost reluctantly playing it. And we're like, oh, 
we're still going, I guess. <laughs> and it just, yeah. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield just missed it for me completely. I, guys, I can't make it through that story. I'm a Pokemon fan. I I, I I think of myself, I've beaten the games a lot. This one, I'm just like, I'm hour three, and I'm like, no. Yeah, the story's, play the story's awful. And every time I say it, every Pokemon fan says the same to me. Who plays it for the story? Well, I do. And I realize that they're not like great epics of drama, but some of them are good and they're and then I'm invested and I want to see them. They've got good characters and good dialogue and this one doesn't. It's almost like it's almost void of any of that. It's to even call it mediocre, I feel like is a compliment. It's just like devoid of any of any storytelling. I feel like for years and Sword and Shield is not an exception. I play through the main story as quickly as possible just so I can kind of focus on my collecting and my team building and yeah yeah, whatever yeah whatever tower is at the end and I do feel like Sword and Shield is a response to players like you and it's like it's just that it's like look the story is this thing but that's not the game this is the game the open areas the towers the raids but I have never played Pokemon for that reason so that does nothing for me you know I don't do shinies I don't hunt I don't breed I don't care I don't collect them all uh, but Pokemon Sun and Moon's story, I still see, was fantastic. I love. <laughs> can't get my th- myself through Sun uh, Sun and Moon. I oh, you didn't go through it? No, I did. I did. Okay. <laughs> it felt like just like a slog. Like, um, you know, like I, the whole I like abusive parent Pokemon trainer type stuff going on, and that's not why I play Pokemon. I know, but like Team Skull <laughs> and was it Marnie and stuff? Like, do it all over again. I was kind of digging it. I was digging it. I just like the journey of Pokemon of raising the levels of my Pokemon and that's becoming like the best, becoming the best. Like no one ever was, you know, yeah. and, and it's just this game sword and shield. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I, I guess I'm just hitting a fatigue or something. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, I got to beat it. Yeah. I like the collecting and that's probably at this point, what I'll play Pokemon for is just the collecting part of it. Mm. We'll see. There's rumors abound that we'll have something else. Right, uh, Elias is Marty was in short sealed. Who's the one that it I'm thinking about? Lumina or whatever her name was. Yeah. Uh, not Lumina. What was her name? Something I don't like remember. That. But yeah, she's blonde, blonde. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So, anyway, yeah, those were the ones that uh, disappointed me. I think the most. Uh, West 3DP wants to know what are your gaming goals for 2021? To not be as disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's a good one. Um, to not mention Kevin on Nintendo Shack. You just broke. It. Well, you just did, right? But from here on out, just oh, that's like it. like right here, he yeah. would not be cool? named. That's it. Okay, okay, sounds good. <laughs> that's a good one. I have um actually started up something with the I, the, the backlog busters with Grouchy. Um, they're doing a bingo type of thing uh so like you could like choose like the board you kind of want and then you just play and beat the game whatever fits best with each situation and if you go like one row across or one column down throughout the year you get like a free like i don't know like a gift card e-shop gift card or something like that i think it's a good way to like search my backlog and see what kind of interesting games i have and what can fill that void for me so I think it can make a pretty good dent on my backlog while I'm chasing these hundreds of hours or JRPGs and Monster Hunters and Bravely Defaults, you know, (laughs) 
Will I ever will I ever beat my backlog? Probably not, but No, there's I no such thing as beating your backlog. <laughs> I, I could try, you know, exploring the 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 different genres I have and like the so many different platforms I have. You know, play different games. I like it. I have two, and I tweeted them earlier. Um, my one is to try and play at least one indie game every month, um, whether I beat it or you know if I if I do more than one, you know it doesn't matter. Just kind of on average, at least one a month. Because normally I'm very into the indies. Um, I looking back at the games that I played last year, I didn't play as many as I normally do. So I want to kind of make more of an effort to go out there and find not necessarily even like what are the big indies that everybody's playing, but try to go out of my way and find like you know, more, more niche things or like things that aren't getting as much attention, like maybe the underrated ones that like, that I would really enjoy that just aren't being talked about. Um, so I'm going to try that. That being said, I am going to be starting with, um, a one that's really mainstream with Ori. Um, but I'm, I'm going to try to just kind of expand with, you know, some games that maybe don't get played as much. Um, and then my other gaming goal is to become partnered on Twitch in 2021. I think you can do that easy. Uh, it's hard. I hope so. <laughs> well, you'll have to apply twice, probably. But you, most people you're, apply you're several times before they get it. So that's. Yeah. I hope so. Maybe next she's gonna come tell maybe. us that she doesn't like Ori as much either. It's like sorry, Donnie. Then I'm going on to the second one. The art style's cool. It's just I don't know. It's just not a game for me. That's okay. When I say so, like, and cool I art. Really Ori, I'm, but like in cool general, art. What? Cool like, art, guys. Cool art. I'm gonna play the game now. <laughs> Fine, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any other goals? No, no. I, here's the thing. Um, I I don't make goals. Yeah. I, we okay. get this question every year about this year, and and I feel bad when I say it because it sounds snarky, but I don't I don't mean it to be that way. I just I just don't. I don't make goals. I never have ever. I'm not the I'm not the time person. I just kind of go. Well, I think of my backlog like a lot. You know, it's like okay, what kind of games do I need to be throughout the year? It's just like it feels like commitment to a hobby that I don't. Even I don't think about a backlog. I don't care. I quit games all the time. Doesn't bother me yeah, at all. I know. I know. <laughs> it's just like I don't want to like feel like I'm committing. It's like well, then I'm not enjoying it if I'm committing to it. Does. Does that make sense? It's yeah. just like you're you're playing games to have fun. That's and that's yeah. kind of how I always look at it. That's exactly yeah. how I look at it. It's like it's I play so- what I'm enjoying, and if I'm not enjoying it, then I let it go. My backlog is a mix of two things: games that I've bought and haven't started yet, which grows yeah. um, <laughs> so yeah. much. Yeah, I got a lot of those. <laughs> One thing that I think we say what we're talking about when we say backlog. The other thing is like there's games that I stopped playing, not necessarily because I didn't like them, but maybe because I um, moved on to like a new release and then. Yeah. It kind of- out or like maybe it didn't click with me at the time but like i felt like maybe someday it would and i did go back to it and it did click with me um you know maybe a couple years later um maybe you just played it a lot what that's how i feel with all of these rpgs and stuff it's like you played it a lot you don't have to play it for 300 hours like if you've played a game for 50 hours like that's a lot of time yeah so for rpgs that are never ending i'm gonna i'm gonna stop i'm gonna be like okay but if it's like a story like let's say persona 5 and i'm 60 hours in and i'm halfway through the story it's like i gotta see this till the end 
I I'm invested too much. If I'm invested too much in a game, I gotta finish it. So it yeah. just depends. Game that's game. the that's the part that I I try to never let myself get to is I never want to feel like I I need to have to. I don't want to feel like a chore. Like I'm not putting any right. sort of pressure on myself to do so. Like I'm playing. I'm 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 over seventy hours in Valhalla. I would yeah. like to finish it. If I don't, I really won't care. Like that if I move game. on to something else. You're but seventy hours. But I, I'm loving what I'm playing. That's why I'm I keep playing it because I am in it. I am. It's I'm loving what I'm doing. Like there's, it's not like a race to see who can play the most games or you know whatever. Yeah. Like if you're having fun with it, just keep playing it. Yeah. Direct ninety four says me with Dragon Quest eleven. Oh my gosh, the, the stories I hear about that. I know people enjoy it, but I hear it's just like over a hundred hours of just gosh. JRPG, and I'm like, I don't know if I That's have when that I played in me quit. anymore. I quit. I quit Dragon Quest eleven around forty hours, and I was like, I'm good. Like I'm yeah. good. I've played this game a lot. I'm ready to play something else now. Yeah. And I just quit. And Carol would shame me for it every week. And I'm like, who cares? I, I can't I do care. that. If I'm 40 hours into a JRPG that has a story, I'm going to finish it. And it's just, I that's, that's how I am. If, if it's a story, you know, you want to finish it. You want to see how it ends, how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah. If it's indefinite, that's different. So, again, to Ben's game to game for you. Yeah. How much you enjoy it. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we? Zelda Gifford wants to know what are your thoughts on controller batteries? Nintendo and PlayStation use rechargeable internal batteries. Microsoft, who is a partner with Duracell, uses double A batteries. Did they still use batteries? They do, but yeah, the only thing do. I heard when you asked this question was, What's the deal with the controllers and batteries? <laughs> <laughs> they got batteries that are rechargeable. Um, why do they do that? Because they have a partnership with Duracell. They- yeah, Why? I saw that earlier today. Yeah. I, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> here's For the years, thing. <laughs> we have had this uh, debate come up at various times, usually in the Discord. I really want to know why people care at I all. For, but for either way, like, who cares? Who cares? Just- could- but here's the thing. You don't have to use the batteries. They have charging packs that you can put in yourself. Yeah. You can use rechargeable batteries. Like there's a bajillion different options. So uh, who cares if it has batteries or not? I don't. I, I Donnie, get- we're gamers. We need to have an opinion about every single but piece of But it's like tech. this weird thing that people are like, I don't want controllers that can possibly use batteries. It's like, why do you care that much? I just love how the Sony. <laughs> That's me. I wouldn't buy, like I would buy a rechargeable controller. I have rechargeable battery packs, but I also have yeah. batteries. Um, here, all right. Here's my answer to this question. I don't like controllers that you can't replace the batteries on. That's my answer. So I would prefer to be able to replace the battery in a Switch. Yes. I would prefer to be able to replace the battery in a DualShock. I prefer, I like the Xbox controller because the battery is an optional, easily replaceable part. You can have you had an issue, like, have you had a scenario where you had to replace it? My DualShock 4 controller before I bought my new PlayStation 4 boy, it would tap out in like two hours of a charge. Like it was just so bad. It, the batteries needed to be replaced wow. and I wanted to be able to replace them, but you've got to take the whole damn thing apart and you got to get a tri-wing screwdriver and you got to, you know, like that's too much. So I prefer, I would prefer the option to where the battery is accessible because it, all batteries are wearable parts, every one of yeah. them. So I'd pre- I always prefer like the 3DS. You can pop the back plate off, that battery pops right off and you can replace yep. it. That's my answer to this question. I prefer that I don't care if it's AA batteries or an actual battery pack. I just want it to be easily to be replaced. Well, I, you know, I've, I haven't had a PlayStation in the time that they've had 
wireless controllers, but all I know is that I have thousands of hours with this thing. Yeah. Uh, and it, mm-hmm. I get 50 hours in a charge and I don't need to worry about replacing batteries or buying batteries or scraping battery acid every single time I go without playing this for months. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I hate batteries. I hate the Wii remotes for that reason. Um, I will always, always, always love just to recharge this, use it for 50 hours. I bought battery packs for my Wii remotes. I bought battery packs for my, my Xbox controllers all with battery packs. So... Uh, I don't mind each way, but as as Donnie said, I have rechargeable battery packs, and I just pop those things whenever the Xbox controller runs out of power. It's like, all right, yeah. let's flip, let's just flip See? it to the other one. Yeah, he has he has the little uh, pack back there, and then like the Switch Pro controller, as as you said, Rebecca, with your controller, it's it's a long time, and so I'm I'm really like you know nice with it. It's it's very very I'm very satisfied with it. Yeah. Um. So. I would like, but still, if the battery's going to run out, it's going to run out eventually. Um, I'm hearing horror stories of the PSP batteries being popped open now. It's like the time. It's like it's aging to the point where that thing's going to be rusting and gone. Your Vitas, your 3DSs, all your handhelds are going to be toast unless you treat it properly, which is mid-charge and and whatever. And they tell people, like, if you've got 3DSs that you're keeping... Like as collector's items stuff, then they tell you to take the battery out. Yeah, they take the battery yeah, out. Because even if you're not yeah. using them, it's it's still deteriorating, just sitting there connected to the system. It's like, take the battery out. Yeah. That's why I have a Vita TV, because it doesn't need a battery, and I'm going to still need to play Vita games when I'm like 80 years old. So, you know? <laughs> it's it's a pointless argument, though. I I, <laughs> I, I, I was not aware that uh, Microsoft still used uh, batteries in their yep. controllers. And then if you connect the Xbox controller to your PC, like it, it, right next to you, you don't need batteries. It's it's just, you know, you just connect it micro USB and you're fine if you're using it with. Yeah, I hate connecting. Wired. I hate doing the wired thing. Well, I mean, like if your PC's next to you and you just you just pop that micro USB in and then you're good. You can change the switch's battery, right? But you have to take. You, you can take it apart. Yeah, sure. And Do you have the to take the it's, screen off? No, you don't. Okay, that's oh, good. You don't have to take the screen. So it's the back part, I think. Okay. That, that you take apart. Do you got to take the fan off? I don't think so. I've taken the back plate off of it. I don't think I saw a battery. I don't remember. It's been a minute, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like, I, that's the that's my only thing about batteries. I don't care if they if they take Duracells or whatever. I just want the batteries to be easily replaceable. I hate, like, phones. That you can't replace the batteries the are on. Gone. Like, yeah. like that's that's what I don't like. I don't want to see that happen across the board. Literally and gonna have to put a hot gun next to the phone in order to detach it or yeah. something. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a pain. That's a pain. Um Soundscape wants to know should Nintendo acquire an American company to better cater to this market? If hmm. so, which company would you like to see Nintendo scoop up? That's a good question. It's a great question that I prepared for. I did not prepare. Mm, I did not prepare uh, for this. Thing. So let me ask you this: Do you think they need to buy an American company to cater to the West? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm almost full heartedly agree with you guys. I don't think, I don't even think if Nintendo even had quote unquote a Western game, how much the core Nintendo following fan would even appreciate something like that. I think they'd be like, "What?" Because um, mm-hmm. I feel like the games. And here's the crazy thing about this: and I, I did come up with a few, but when I thought of this, like when you're telling me like. Uh, 
when all the news was coming out about next level and everybody was like, who are they going to buy next? And like, mm-hmm. when I've always thought of that, like the pie in the sky answers that I always come to are like, like platinum, like if Nintendo bought platinum right. and they had like all those stuff, like that'd be awesome. They're not even close to being, you know, like Western games or like uh, uh, the other one I was thinking is like Shin In, which is an uh, indie, indie or type of like they did the tourist, they did uh fast mm-hmm. racing Neo. They're very good indie developer. They're also Japanese, <laughs> you know, so it's another thing. It's like when I think Nintendo, I, th- I almost think that brand or like I almost want to venture that way. Um, but I did do a little, a little work here. So you guys can tell me what you think about mine while you're okay. trying to think of even um, before I even get to mine. Grezzo, which is their second sure. party, folks. Yeah, they're also Japanese. <laughs> that's oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, that's another thing. Uh, um, but I did come up with some. All right. So, um, and I think I would be excited. Yeah, I would definitely be excited if Nintendo acquired any four of these folks uh, for different reasons. The first one I came up with was Way Forward. That was actually yes. the one that came to mind for me. I wasn't sure if they were American or not. They are. And I think that would be really cool. They make Nintendo-like games. Shantae. That would be great. They have a legacy there. So that would be really cool. Um, I, I still don't even think of them as a like a Western type of game. But, you know, because they make anime-styled platforms. Not necessarily. It's a very much a Japanese thing. Um, but, yeah, that'd be cool. That would fit with their style. Yeah. Yacht Club. That's what I was thinking. Yacht Club games. That'd be very exciting, I think, for a lot of Nintendo fans. Oh, it would, yeah. Yeah, because they very much make Nintendo old school Nintendo game. Yeah, that would be the best. Garrett, Super Giant. Yes. Okay. Sure. What did they make again? Remind me. Hades. The Hades. Fire. Oh. Transistor. Transistor. Bastion. Sure. I, I. You know. I feel like they're fine without Nintendo, though. Like, oh no, no, <laughs> they they definitely are. I'm just thinking yeah. of who could they possibly? Because here's the other thing. When I yeah. think of who could Nintendo acquire? You know, like when you're talking about like, who is Xbox going to buy? Who's PlayStation going to buy? I'm like, you know, Bethesda and EA. And like, yeah. I never even come close to that. I'm like, what's a cool indie developer that could Nintendo? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a cool indie developer. It is I a cool mean, indie developer and they make amazing games. And they and they, if they, it comes only on Nintendo, I, I don't, I don't think people seller. would be opposed to it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think so. Um, the last one was me trying to go a little outside the box um, mm-hmm. for the question. Saber Interactive. Okay. What do they do? They did World War Z. Yeah. They did um, uh, WWE Playgrounds, 2K, NBA, 2K Playgrounds. They've done a lot of stuff. Um, they've actually kind of had a really they, – they just got bought out from somebody for a lot of money. Let me look it up here. They did the Crisis Remastered port. They're doing Evil Dead the game. Um, they've worked on Halo in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done a lot of port work, uh, Ghostbusters, Call of uh, Cthulhu, things like that. They are, quote unquote, a Western dev that makes Western shooters and sports games and things like that. And they've worked with Nintendo. Uh, I do not think Nintendo would acquire Saber Interactive because I actually think it would be a very expensive acquisition. Um, very expensive. Because they've, they've especially lately, the last few years, they've put out a lot of games that have made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they acquired Saber Interactive and they had somebody else that was doing sports games in addition to Camelot, and like maybe they could bring in a basketball game with a license that was exclusive or bring in a football game with a license that was exclusive or do a shooter, a Western shooter that people get into or a battle royale or a call of duty clone or anything like that that would be really cool and i would really like it i don't think most nintendo fans would care 
personally. Yeah, I don't think so either. Those are all good ideas, Donnie. Um, Maybe it's just because it's on my mind and I'm looking at it right here from a previous question, but Platonic Games. Yeah. Give them more resources to make. I thought about them too. Things like Donkey Kong and whatnot. I also had uh, Mercury Steam. They're the ones that did the uh, Samus Returns port. Yeah. They did... um, Castlevania Lords of Shadow, which I like. Aren't, aren't they from Spain? I think I, they are. I, I was going to say, I thought they were Germany. Oh, I know okay. they're in, they're I think Europe. they're Europe. Yeah, I think they're European. Oh, okay. cool. I don't think it matters, but yeah, I think they're in Europe. But I, I, I really like, those are Western, like, well, Metroid wasn't right, but like the Castlevania stuff they did was a, a quote, Western style action game. That'd be cool. Like, it'd be cool mm-hmm. for them to do something like that. I was trying to think like a Western RPG that's like not owned by Bethesda a big or name. by Xbox. <laughs> they yeah, own them all now. <laughs> they li- like it's. I don't know who else to think it's about. It's right Xbox now. and then EA. <laughs> it's EA, all- and then I mean Sony has Horizon. Like it's yeah, it's it's all over. Um, I I can't think of a because because Xbox owns the Outer Worlds people too. Lysis Mercury Steam is Spanish. Good job, Garrett. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, sorry guys, I'm I'm out of Western RPG developers right now. I would have to look up later. Indie Creates was would be a great pickup, I think, for Nintendo, but that's not American markets. I think. Not that they would ever do it. Not that they're necessarily even a developer. But if Nintendo ever bought Devolver, I would just be so <laughs> absolutely adorably really happy. That'd be so anti. That would be Nintendo. the funniest thing ever. I mean, it would be the best. Man, my uncle that works at Nintendo, if they did. <laughs> I, I got. I actually got a good one. Chucklefish Games. Ooh. They make oh. a lot of cool pixelated type yeah. of, and all sorts of uh, you know different kinds of genres too. You got Stardew Valley, and then you got um, some turn-based games, War Groove. So yeah. I, I, w- I would totally see Chucklefish. That's good with Nintendo. Yeah, good one. So good ideas there. Um, last question. G-Man wants to know what the update to Animal Crossing New Horizons coming, uh, coming year. Do you think, um, there will be announced Super Mario items coming to the game? And maybe with Zelda's 35th anniversary this year, could there be a release of Zelda items coming too? He also says, happy 2021. That's, maybe I'm making this up. Did they say, I think, that they're adding mario items to animal crossing already i don't remember that actually i just made that up but there there used to be a lot of nintendo items in um animal crossing before and they're all missing in this game i don't know why i thought that like that they said in march or whatever for the one year it it was either that or like for pocket camp i'm not sure which one Mm -hmm. um but they should. I think they should. They already have all of these item ideas that were in previous games that they could add for it, both Mario and Zelda and others. Star Fox. Uh, pick, I'm looking at a picture. Is it what? It there's was in the Mario Metroid. Direct. There's Pikmin. There's Star Metroid, Fox stuff. Right. There's Triforces. Yeah. Backgrounds, wallpaper, blocks, shells, Mario Karts, all kinds of stuff. So Mario- yeah, get all those items. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently it was in the direct for New that it is coming to New Horizons. Um, I think... Uh, it would make sense for them to do that for Zelda too. They they had the Master Sword, that the Triforce. They had lots of lots of stuff. That'd be a great way to keep that game going. It really would be, and like I would hate to sa- like to see them do it with paid DLC, but that would make them a fortune, and I would buy it. Do it, Nintendo. They I should do it for free because it used to be for free. Yeah, I. Money, I wonder money. if 
are, are they going to do a DLC pack this year? Do you think In they're going to? My impression was every like all of the year one content that came out yeah. uh, was planned ahead of time. I think yeah. they brought back a lot of content to add it in the year one update. And I think this year they've been working on next year's updates, which we'll, I think we'll either see in continuous free updates or DLC. It would be very smart for them to do the DLC. But the reason why I think they might continue to push out free updates is because it's the same team as the Splatoon team. And we got updates for like three years for that game for free. Yeah, but we never got uh, like... I don't know. It's not licensed, but like gear in Splatoon, I would have I would have liked to have seen Mario and Zelda gear in mm-hmm. Splatoon and would have paid for it. Yeah, people were saying that they could have done that with the amiibo amiibo support. You know, scan yeah. your Zelda amiibo, right. get like special Zelda I mean, the, gear. The answer is to do both, right? You do some free Mario stuff, but then the really cool items, maybe you put them behind. I mean, Nintendo's not opposed to having DLC. We've seen what they've done with Smash and Amazon or Animal Crossing is a bell buster I and mean, you just make all the bells like sit back and just mm-hmm. rake in the money i would buy it i would like to see not that i care because i'm not playing it but i would like to see animal crossing do bigger expansions instead of these little seasonal updates with a couple new items and stuff i would like to see more of like a destiny like approach with like a big update that brings a whole new mechanic and some gear and a new villager and like i'd like to see a little bit more you know, like at least annually, like here's the annual update to kind of refresh the game a little. I think it it would make a lot of sense for them to do it. And that's what I'm anticipating, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. I think next year it will get very repetitive with the same exact events and the same exact, you know, item pools and everything. They're going to have to refresh a little bit, I think, to keep the audience up. And my sure. hope is that that's what they've been working on all this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think. As we got the updates for this year, it's clear that they did make some changes along the way based on feedback from previous events. Um, mm-hmm. Couldn't have taken them this whole, you know this whole time. They have to be working on something. Yeah, but you hope. We'll see how they do this year. We'll find yeah. out next week when we talk about 2021 and all the things we hope and wish the mm-hmm. year ahead of us will have. Yep. But that'll do it for us on the, this show. Remember, next week we game for Guru. So we record on Thursdays. The podcast goes on Fridays. But next week it will be delayed until Sunday. So you will not have the mm-hmm. podcast in your feed like you normally do. But once we record on, on Sunday, it'll go out as fast as I can turn it back around uh, Sunday afternoon. So you'll have it then, and then we'll be back on schedule. So Gaming for Guru, make sure you go find hey. it. Check me out on Twitter. Come find out all the information, and we'll continue to keep pumping it as we lead until next Sunday. But until then, we'll catch you next time. Good night, Kooplings. Bye-bye.